Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The road forward slash collaboration zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me again today on the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. Today we're going to continue on the Tamara and Lindsay Go Neuro series and we're going to be chatting about beliefs. Now, I decided to put this series into the podcast because I think it's incredibly relevant. Each module through the NeuroChange Method program, which Lindsay and I are master practitioners of, really build upon one another and they can help in so many areas of your life. You know, it starts off with purpose, which you know I'm incredibly passionate about. It goes into beliefs and then next week we're going to be chatting about mindset and emotional intelligence and going into the subconscious mind as well as talking about some neuroplasticity, which is a topic until now that I believe, you know, unless you went to school for it, I, when I first learned it, I was like, whoa, am I going to be able to retain any of this stuff? But I have found it incredibly helpful knowing and understanding what, you know, the different parts of the brain, how they work and how they can actually change. So the brain that we are born with is not the brain that we die with and you can actually teach an old dog new tricks. So that's why I decided to throw in this mini series each and every week with Lindsay. Uh, we're going to be collaborating. We're starting a course soon at the end of July, early August. And this has been a game changer. I know going through this myself, it has really got me questioning my beliefs. It's got me working on my fixed, you know, I, I have a very, when I did the quiz, I have a growth mindset, but I've still got these fixed ideas and I realized I have these triggers that I thought I was more aware of than I actually was. So that's why I'm really excited to bring this to you. And today, like I said, we're getting into beliefs. So we're going to talk about, you know, what are beliefs, what are the two types of belief, uh, which are dispositional and core beliefs. Also, how, you know, we have been affected by this training, um, why beliefs are so important and that we can actually change them. And then, of course, at the end, we're going to give you some action tips on how you can change your beliefs and uh, get rid of those limiting beliefs that hold you back from accomplishing the life that you were truly meant to live. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing lovely tomorrow and yourself. 
I'm good. I'm so excited we're back and doing another episode. And today we're talking about beliefs. And mm. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you. We're going to get into this. But this, um, I think for me, this module was crazy because I couldn't sleep. And, you know, um, yeah, beliefs. It's some, It's interesting. I think it's a fantastic topic. So, you know, basically what is a belief? Um, mm -hmm. The definition is a belief is an attitude or a conviction about the truth of some idea or concept, right? And I think what people, you know, need to understand or um, I think what we're kind of talking about is a lot of our beliefs are actually subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. We have the hidden past, present, future, which we talk about in the NeuroChange method. And also we talk about two different kinds of beliefs, which are um, dispositional beliefs, which are, we don't really think about, like, you know, when we look at a bird, we just know they fly. We don't even have to contemplate if they fly or not. I mean, I guess some birds don't fly, but. I was just going to say, like, most birds. <laughs> yeah, most birds. Okay, maybe not the best example, but if we see a flying bird, we know that they fly and that's yeah. unconscious, right? We don't want to yeah. think about that. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our core beliefs that are actively contemplated, right? Mm -hmm. These are conscious beliefs. These are the ones that we can reflect on. Mm -hmm. And so, Lindsay, I'd be really curious to hear what your experience was going through this module when you first completed it. I, I really want to hear that. The ultimate truth, after this module, I was like, do I even really belong in this? Because it, I, I thought I had recognized and identified and started to move through a number of my limiting beliefs. What this specific bit, what this one did, uh, what this module did though, was identify, hey, underneath those limiting beliefs are more. So it really made me question and go, holy shoot, different word. Holy shoot. Mm. You can swear, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to be classy. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah, She's but, not, though. Yeah, She's I know. not really. No, not really. But but it was very much, well, maybe that's a limiting belief. Maybe I am classy. <laughs> but that's exactly it. Like, to your point of you couldn't sleep, I was just, I was in tears. Like, whole. And I doubted myself as a human. and Not as a human, but as a, as a, able human to be like how the heck have I gotten this far with all this yeah but what that module did then was really say okay hey you can control this you when you can identify what a limiting belief is you take away its power over you and then, you know, of course, the feelings and the emotions, and we can talk about that in the emotional intelligence module and all that come up through you. And that's really what you're having to move through is the emotion and the, the new reality of countering this limiting belief. And so you're really, and we'll talk about those later, but you're really cracking, you're really breaking in your brain what once was true for you and then you're operating without new beliefs yet formed and i think for me that's the hardest thing is as we unravel our limiting beliefs 
we don't necessarily have a new belief come in right away mm-hmm. to that point of, you know, the actively contemplated belief then. Because a lot of these beliefs that we are breaking are those dispositional ones that just were because we were they're with us when we're born and we pick them up. Mm-hmm. And so we're having to then operate with this new reality and we don't know what that is yet. And I think that is the most unsettling part, which is why you then need to continue going forward because you're, you're in limbo mm-hmm. at that point almost. So yeah, so very similar to you of, oh, I thought I dealt with my limiting beliefs. Well, those are there. Whew. <laughs> Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you're so right. I remember, you know, the, the first class, the first, you know, um, part of beliefs that we went through and there's two parts to it. I, I went to bed and I started questioning my life, right? It was kind of like, huh, why do I believe these things? Like, and I think that was a good thing for me because I've been, you know, limiting beliefs are something that was really abundant in my early recovery, right? It was that, who am I to do this? Am I going to be able to get sober? Am I going to be able to change my life? And I really, because I had grown up telling myself, you know, you're a loser, you're this, you're that, like labeling myself, I kind of came into this new world thinking, okay, just stay humble. Um, But who are you to do anything significant in the world, right? Because you've already screwed that up. You've, You've spent 22 years nuking your life. Just be happy with what you have. And, you know, when, you know, you talked about limiting beliefs, they have to be stripped away so we can step into our authentic selves because Mm -hmm. they're lies. They're not, they're not something that is the truth, right? And I think most of us, and we'll have some action, actionable steps at the end here, but I think, you know, when we start to, and Brene Brown in her books, you know, speaks about it perfectly, yeah. right? About we tell ourselves lie and it's it's amazing how you can go through these different emotions and we'll talk about that in emotional intelligence and we start to make up these stories and then we start to believe things, right? Whether it's how we think people feel about us, mm-hmm. um, it's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So when you learn to understand that you can actually control that and one of my mentors actually told us recently in a mastermind, she said, you know, beliefs are incredibly powerful because you can have two people that have the exact same goal. Mm -hmm. They can take the exact same steps to get to that goal. And the only reason that one of them will hit that goal and one will not is because one has a hundred percent belief in their ability to do that. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And it's, you know, you can do the same thing. Like we can take the same actions is as somebody else that we're like, hey, I want what they have and we can do what they did. But if there's any of that wavering and don't get me wrong, I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent crystal clear on what I want for my life. Mm -hmm. And there are days where I start to question it, but now I can identify those as false beliefs. Yes. And just tying that back to the purpose episode is when we dig down and really understand well what is our purpose and then we know there's this purpose there's where I'm moving towards this is my meaning and we come up against a limiting belief it's not necessarily easier to move through 
but there's more reason to move through. There's more, wait a second, no, I have this deeper meaning and deeper purpose. So despite whatever doubt I have in myself right now, I need to move through this for this deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, what understanding the limiting beliefs in regards to your purpose is an important piece to have because it then allows us to, you know, identify well, what opportunities can we then look for? What are the opportunities within this limiting belief that I need to unravel, that I need to move forward through, that is not serving me in getting towards my purpose? And I think that's the biggest thing is also, you know, even bigger is a lot of those limiting beliefs, what are the, so, a lot of those limiting beliefs often for myself tended to do with my own self-esteem, my ability, my, my understanding of who I was as a person. What was interesting is I had started to move through a number of those limiting beliefs pre-course for years. Um, but the limiting beliefs that I came up against were very financial money driven based. And I was like, and that shocked me, shocked mm -hmm. me. And, and it would, I could absolutely see how that had impacted everything um, with regards to growing my business, with moving forward, with stepping forward in confidence and all of that, and how that has almost handcuffed me until now. So it was fascinating. And I think that was the biggest thing is, okay, well, if this is a limiting belief and it's actually keeping me from what I know in my core is my purpose. Mm -hmm. that's not okay and so it's that's an opportunity to start letting go and shifting and understanding what if I didn't have this belief anyway, and then you move forward for it <laughs> and you just get to play a little bit not yeah. easy again never easy no it's not and I think you know I think back to so many times throughout my life, starting when I was 18 years old, right? When I could have been playing soccer for a living, I, you know, I had issues with alcohol, so I gave up on that dream. But all along, there was, there was choices presented to me and opportunities presented to me. And because I never believed that I was worthy, I didn't deserve those kind of things, I missed out on a lot of really cool opportunities. Now, I think that because of the path I took, it's also led me to the experience that I have where now mm -hmm. I can share that with other people. So I don't take that back. But I think even early on in my recovery, I mean, there are opportunities that were presented that, you know, I didn't believe I was good in school, right? I didn't believe I was academic because my history told me I wasn't, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My grades told me my grades defined how smart or, you know, not smart I was. And yeah. I believed that I wasn't good in school, but that wasn't the truth because when I actually discovered my purpose and I started, you know, making decisions based on if those decisions aligned with that purpose, right? And I got rid of those limiting beliefs and thought, well, no, I'm not, I'm not, you know, any less smart than anybody else. I just have to find something that fills my cup, something that gets me excited. And when I actually started taking courses and investing in myself and following you know, my purpose and letting go of those limiting beliefs, guess what? Like, I think I got an A 
on a paper I wrote, I took a leadership course because I loved it. Mm -hmm. I got an A on an essay and I thought, I can't write essays. Like I've written up two books now. <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you got to get, you have to, I think resilience is a word that continues to come up mm -hmm. is when you have that resilience and you can fight it. I almost picture like the limiting beliefs, like those flies, right? That you're trying to get rid of and you just keep swatting them away and swatting them away. Eventually they're going to die. You mm -hmm. just have to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not stand still for them to land. Exactly. So what are your thoughts? Like, are there any, are there any things in your like times in your life where you feel like because of your beliefs you've missed out on? Oh no, no, not, not well. yes, of course. Perfect I mean, perfection. Uh, no, me. Perfection has never impacted my life. <laughs> Please hear the sarcasm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think um, for myself specifically, and and being very open in my business, um, is I believed. No one wants to work with me. Who would want to work with me? What do I have that's different than anybody else? Absolutely nothing. There's, there's, there's better branders. There's better mindset coach. There's better people. I'm just here. And nobody's going to take action. However, it wasn't until I said, screw that. I want to help people. I want to be an advocate for mental health. I want people to understand that they are worth. I want to bring light to the dark without making light of it because the dark was where I was for so long that being quiet was no longer an option. And I really started to say, you know what? One person may need my voice one person because I've been changed by one voice one story and they have no clue they have no clue how how that impacts right so if we can go and understand our purpose and put our voice out there and so what that comes down to is understanding well what are the goals that I need that will stretch me and move me close that are actually going to get me towards my purpose rather than minimizing um, what I believe in myself, what do I need to do to get there? Mm -hmm. And it's so gosh darn scary, but even things like not speaking on podcasts or, you, you know, I do these listening videos and that was very hard because it came to under, to starting to be articulate. <laughs> it came to really going in as to why is this important? Who is this for? Is it for me or is it for others? And there's absolutely a combination of both there. But at the end of the day, the feedback that I'm getting from people is this is a message that needs to be out there. And you are putting it in a way, in a vulnerable way, you, me, are putting it in a vulnerable way that people can connect and relate to, to then bring a little bit more compassion to their workplaces. Because I'm very much about uh, supporting leaders and quirky individuals running their own businesses or their teams or who are in environments that may be trying to limit their own wonderfulness right mm -hmm. and 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 that's exactly it is if we don't have a purpose if we don't know who we are or what we stand for 
then we're not going to be able to challenge anything that's limiting us. And then we're not going to be able to set goals that allow us to move through those limiting beliefs so that we can then create new beliefs that actually serve us to move us forward. And so I think that that's one of the biggest things about beliefs is what are they keeping us from? Mm-hmm. And in my business and in my world, it kept me from growing my business for a long time. It kept me from stepping forward. It kept me from believing that oof, that my experience is valid. Well said. I, you know, and it makes me think about getting out of your comfort zone because it is uncomfortable to try things that are new that you don't believe you can do. And I know that, you know, um, I have to be very mindful of how much I take on on a daily basis because, you know, you just asked me before we started recording if I ever sleep Mm -hmm. and I do sleep. Um, in fact, that's my most important thing. But I have I've learned over the last few years to stretch myself, like you talk about, right? Stretching yourself and your goals. Uh, you know, in the program, they they talk about you know living to the outer edge of your abilities. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know every every time I take on something new, I stretch that the elastic band called me just a little bit more, just a little bit more. You know, when I wrote the book, I the first book I was like, oh, I'm gonna need a pretty hardcore editor here. Well, I didn't actually, you know, I started first editing it, editing it by myself and then I sent it off to somebody else to do a secondary one. But they actually said, hey, you know, your writing is, is, is good. Like, it's like you're telling a story. And I didn't need to sound like I was some professional writer and had been doing it my entire life I wanted to be authentic because that's more what's important to me right that is my belief is that when you're authentic and you're vulnerable you might say the wrong thing sometimes but let's be honest right you're as long as you're vulnerable and you're authentic it's okay Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. but just learning how to stretch you know beyond your boundaries getting outside your comfort zone it starts to give you that resilience it starts to allow you to go maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do it again and again and again. But I think the important thing is to continue to expand a little bit every time you do it. You know, it's like walking. If you go half an hour walk, great, that's healthy every day. But if you don't push it, you know, and go uphill, right, you have to push it a little bit. You have to increase those beliefs. It So very, my chair just farted, excuse me. Um, <laughs> that is a, so... I don't think I've ever told you this, but, but maybe I have, I don't know. When I was first, um, when I had to go on leave from my job back in 2011 because of my depression and anxiety and purging, I had to set very small goals every day to not go deeper. And that meant going outside for five minutes a day and walking around the block. And that was hard. That was exa- and showering. Those were my two goals every day was get outside at least for five minutes and shower. Um, Cause it was summer and I stink. Uh, but that walking, that five minute walk eventually became 10, which eventually became 15. And then every day I would be out longer and longer and longer to move. 
But had I not said, had I started with every day, I'm going to go for a half hour walk. I never would have started because that is huge, right? So it was like mm-hmm. five minutes that I can do that. I believe I can do five minutes. And as you start to, you know, achieve those little baby stoles, those baby steps along the way, you start to see, well, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little. And then you very, you very rarely go back to that place of where that initial limiting belief was. It may more, right? And I think that's the thing is um, when we challenge ourselves with these small little steps towards a limiting belief, removing a limiting belief, we can then take giant leaps. And, and, and how will that limiting belief come back then? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Only if we let it. And I think I was always told to when you get into that state where you start to slip back into those limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. turn around and look at how far you've come. And and, okay, so this is going into Dan Sullivan territory, the strategic (laughs) coach, but that's huge. And that, you know, that goes beyond limiting beliefs, too, is that talks about the gap in the game of, yes, you have a goal. Yes, you have a purpose of what you're trying to achieve, but if we keep looking at that and we never turn around to see how far we've come, we're only going to deflate ourselves more because we're then just continu- we're then just continually continually looking at what limiting beliefs will keep us from achieving that and how much farther do we have to go. Yeah. Whereas if we take that moment and we look behind because that gain is always so much greater than the gap, you're like wow, when I started, this is where I was. Mm-hmm. But look at where I am now. Huh, that's pretty gosh darn cool. Yeah. And it, that, that's awesome. So I'm wondering how, how, my dear friend, how can we support people in understanding how they can start to challenge their limiting beliefs or any belief? But it's the limiting ones that we're really wanting to get rid of because they don't serve us. So how can we start to um, maybe start to unravel them and understand, well, how can we then start to get these little goals forward? Mm -hmm. That is a great question. And I think it's, you know, for me there. So there's two ways that you can challenge your belief, which we'll get into. But I think I've honestly like my journey in really learning how to or maybe not learning how to, but having the faith that I can change my beliefs, first of all. Like, I think for me, when I quit my my corporate job, that mm-hmm. really was a step outside my comfort zone. I knew that I had to believe that I could do this journey called entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I had to do was two things. So in the program, we talk about seeking cognitive dissonance, right? Which is being presented with evidence that contradicts your current belief. So Mm -hmm. when there's a belief you want to change, and I always tell people first, ask yourself, you know, what are the beliefs, your limiting beliefs that you really want to change? So writing down everything currently that you think about yourself that is limiting you from getting to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So write that down, right? Then you have to start to put yourself into cognitive dissonance, which means 
you're going to start seeking information that contradicts that belief. Mm-hmm. That's when we start to go, hmm, like, have you ever, you know, thought something and then all of a sudden somebody gives you a fact that is absolutely undeniable and you're like, oh, okay, this completely contradicts my belief and you get uncomfortable because you start to think, how did I how did I develop this belief over time, right? So that discomfort is what we have to put ourselves in. Yeah. So write down your limiting beliefs and then start to get evidence that challenges that belief, right? Because most of the beliefs that we carry, which are the limiting beliefs, are just stories we tell ourselves. So mm-hmm. once you start to challenge that, the easiest way sometimes is just to go, is this true? Is this belief that I'm feeling right now true? And in the program, they use a, you know, example. Um, one of our professors had told us, you know, when you're walking down the street and you see a good friend and they don't say anything to you, right? They make eye contact, they walk by, right? The first thing, and we'll talk about this on emotional intelligence too, but we start to feel these emotions and we start to make up this story of why they didn't say hi to us, right? Yeah. So I think the first thing you need to do, the easiest way to put yourself into cognitive dissonance is, is this belief true? Is Mm -hmm. it fact? Do I know it's 100% fact, right? Or am I telling myself this story and trying to justify why I believe this? And then second, you know, finding those examples why your belief is wrong, obviously, And, you know, that will put us into seeking uh, emotional discomfort, which is number two, right? The two ways to challenge your belief is also listening to stories of someone's experience. And I think this is the power of getting support groups, right? Mm. Reaching out when you start to have this, you know, and you and I have done it. I've called you and said, Lindsay, I'm feeling this way right now. Like, and we talk about it, right? And it's seeking that emotional discomfort by somebody sharing the same story and you both laughing and going, none of this is true, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also once you do that, it's, you know, writing down what belief would you like to have? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay likes that. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally looking at the limiting belief and writing the opposite of that. What is the belief you want to like hold if you if your belief is I don't think I can be a good leader, right? I don't think I'm good at, you know, and we'll talk about management and leadership at another time, but because they are two different things. But let's talk leadership because leadership brings people together. Leadership is relationships, right? Leaderships is focusing on the journey and every single person is a leader despite the fact that you may not be leading a team or have a leadership title but you can be a leader in your world in your life so exactly i love that i love that but then you know if that is one of your limiting beliefs your belief you'd like to have is that you are a great leader so do some investigating what habits do great leaders have Mm-hmm. Right. Most great leaders have a purpose bigger than themselves. Yeah. They know yeah. that no matter what, this is what I'm seeking. It's other people centered. It's far beyond me. And they build that resilience, right? By moving through those limiting beliefs. Start writing habits that any good leader would have and mm-hmm. then start to implement those into your day, right? Mm-hmm. If it's 
enjoying the journey, right? Because that is part of being a leader is when you lead a team, it's not the end result. It's not the end goal. It's how do you take your team to enjoy the journey? So they love showing up every day. They love doing what they're doing, right? What can make that happen? Well, you know what? You can talk about the journey. Hey, what happened yesterday that was amazing in your day? What are you going to do today to, to, to do something good, to touch someone's life? Like it can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And start implementing those habits daily, you know, start with one at a time. Like you said, sometimes it's five minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And -hmm. what do you think? Because I mean, those are the two reasons, right? Seeking cognitive dissonance, seeking emotional discomfort. Once you learn how to do that, what is it that you want? Define that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think um, for myself, like an example for myself is couple years back, I was invited to speak to um, a coach's group of like multi-million dollar clients on how do you create, and this is no longer what I do, but how do you create a proper content strategy for blogging? And I said yes, because I had just finished reading Richard Branson's Say Yes and like, well, I forget the book, but that idea of say yes and figure it out along the way, like, yes, let's do it type idea. So I was like, yeah. And then I could not fall asleep for the life of me because I was like, who am I? I don't run a multi-million dollar business. What do I have to offer these clients? And I couldn't fall asleep and I was tossing and turning. So to not um, wake my husband up, I came downstairs. And on my whiteboard, I said, why? What, like, what value do I have for them? What have I done? And I wrote down like, how many articles I've had in Forbes as a ghostwriter for my, for clients, you know, I've had articles in front of Richard Branson being read and he's liked them. I've supported, like I've, I've created these uh, blog content strategies in alignment with SEO that grew a, like a, one of my clients things three times over because that, right. And so it was this idea of hold up. I may not believe that I have any value, but there's a reason why this highly respected individual asked me to do this. And so I've said, yes, stop pity partying yourself, go and figure out why they asked you. Because that's the thing is that's the dissonance. We have a perception of ourselves as less than sometimes and other people see us, us, and our greatness. And so that's often the cognitive dissonance is if they're like, where is that disconnect? Why is somebody seeing something awesome to me and I can't see it myself? Mm-hmm. And that creates that emotional discomfort. So you've got to go and align that. You have to. And, you know, every time you think, eh, go and write it down. And I have, I have, I, I should have been a school teacher. Actually, I shouldn't have been because I don't really like kids that way. Um, that sounds weird. I don't like teaching children. But I have this like big teachers, like one of those white sheet things. And I wrote the limiting belief that I had at the top. Why did I have that belief? Where did it come from in my world? What would happen if I removed this belief? Mm-hmm. How would that serve others? What's my new belief? And I have sheet after sheet. And a big one for me was um, even, you know, you have to have it all together by the time you're 35. 
for some reason that was just there. And it wasn't until I understood because my parents had me at 35. They had done so much. They had traveled the world. They had built huge careers. They, they settled in St. Albert. Um, and then they had my sister at 32. And then they had me at 35. And so growing up, I saw greatness modeled for me. And when I hit 35, I was like, well, I, I don't have kids. I don't have it all together. I haven't been like, I've been running my business for a while. I'm married to a good man. Great. We've got a house. Okay. This is good, but I don't have it all together. And it wasn't until I understood because I thought I had to, because of what was modeled for me, not what was told to me, Mm -hmm. but that's their journey. That wasn't mine. And I think that's one of the biggest things is what belief would you like to have me personally? We never take the time to understand that. No. And I think that's the biggest thing is when we start to go inward and understand, well, what is it that I am here to do rather than what I grew up believing what I was here to do? we then get to unravel those beliefs and set new ones going forward and then step into us because we're not our parents. We're not our friends. We're not really even our history or our story because as, as a colleague of mine always says, you know, her story doesn't define her. It empowers her. Yeah. Which I think is one of the biggest things. So if our story empowers us, then what habits can we start to implement? What habits will empower us to move forward? And, and that's that implementation piece. Absolutely. And that's my passion. (laughs) (laughs) But it comes out, right? And I that's why I love chatting, you know, like when we when we start to have these conversations, all sorts of cool stuff come out. But you know, it growing up, it's I, you know, my mom would say, Oh, you know, our family, we've always had big hips. My dad would say, Oh, you're we've never been good at math. And guess what? I believe that. And I was, every time I would start to emotionally eat again, I would, and it was really on my beliefs, right? I'd start to get in my pity pot and then out came, you know, the chips or whatever. Um, But I I could hear my mom's voice and, you know, she never meant it in a bad way. It was more just to be like, hey, you're okay the way you are. It's okay. But because I always heard that, I'm like, no, I am not going to have big hips. Like, this is not who I am. Right. That's a whole other subject is accepting who you are. But it is funny how, you know, math, I, I always said, oh, I'm not good at math. Right. Because my dad told me we're not good at math in this family. Mm -hmm. Right. And now maybe that just wasn't what I love to do math, like still not my fave. But when you find that purpose, when you find something that ignites you, that gets you excited, that you love to do it's amazing how you can start to change those beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Cause I think we do a lot what society tells us we should do. Like I always thought, well, to be normal, you get married, you have kids, right? You buy a house, you buy a nice car and you're good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. But I tried that and it didn't work. In fact, it drove me to my bottom eventually. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Well, that's a huge piece that you just said a huge piece. Why? Because why tell us Lindsay? i'm gonna tell us why because 
one so there's a lot of reasons why I purged one of them was because I also thought my path in life was to be a corporate marketing executive corporate I entered the corporate world and I didn't know how to be myself and so I tried to fit in and in doing that because I felt I'm too weird I'm too different I'm too something people aren't going to get my jokes I don't think like them I just I don't understand a lot of the mindsets that are here but this is this is where I'm supposed to be because isn't it isn't it supposed to be what like I'm I'm I was encouraged to go to university and, as opposed to musical theater school, right? Like there's these things. So I entered that world. And then when really hard things happened in life, such as the death of my granny, the death of my grandmother, the death of my great aunt, like all within a span of six months, I turned back to purging because I needed to puke out everything about me my quirk that stood out i need to puke out that grief mm -hmm. because that grief made me stand out i just wanted to fit in mm -hmm. in this corporate world and in doing that i chose actions that made me go to a bottom that, that, right and 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 I wouldn't change a step let me be very clear on that I would not change a step of it because it's led me to a greater path in understanding what my purpose is mm -hmm. but had I known when I was younger that quirky's okay that fitting in isn't the be-all and end-all that belonging is where you really want to be mm -hmm. then maybe maybe I would have chosen a different path. So if I can use my story this way now to support somebody else going through that own thing so they don't have to go to that bottom, so they don't have to hate themselves with the level of hatred that I had for myself for no gosh darn reason. And, and that's it. Is So I think if we can also, yes, let's help and support individuals who are ready but I think it's very important that we also start to look at the youth and how are we empowering our youth mm -hmm. to accept differences, to realize the beauty of themselves. And how then will that change well, the world eventually? But, but right. And I think that's the thing is, and a lot of the conversations I've had with individuals around their own eating disorder journey it stems to that as it's so very, very rarely about food. Mm -hmm. It's very rarely really even about the body. It's about what is inside and those beliefs that we have taken on. And this goes across gender. This goes across ethnicity. This goes across cultures. And I think that's also an important thing to note. Um, how can we support people then? Yeah. Because these, these experiences start when we're very young. Mm -hmm. And if we can start to support people in understanding what a limiting belief is much earlier on, then people can 
We cannot control what happens to us. We cannot control the world that is in front of us. We can control what thoughts we choose to move forward on. Yeah. And had I known that when I was younger, who knows when I would have removed my limiting beliefs earlier? Who knows? So You might have been a neuroscientist. I might have been. A, I still could be. Or an astronaut. Ah, I like gravity <laughs> for the too. most part. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I had a guest actually um, on the show the other day and and she had mentioned, you know, when you're a kid, mm-hmm. how you start walking, right? You try to walk, you fall down, you get up, you try again. Like there's no part in a child that doesn't believe that one day they're going to be able to walk. Like there's not even the thought of that. They just, they get up, like they fall down, they get up, they fall down and eventually they walk. But at some point is when we start to get told, don't do that. Yeah, You can't do that. Oh, don't do that. That's not good. And so we start challenging, right? That's when we start to develop those beliefs. Well, and even, you know, from a parent perspective, I'm wondering at what point, because a child falls, you encourage them to get back up. Yeah. So at what point does that also change if it does? Yeah. That's and how question. can, right? I, I don't know. I don't have kids, but Me I mean, I've got dogs and they fall all the time, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think we... that's a good question, right? Is Yeah. If we start doing that and saying that to adults, like, you know, try again. It's okay. And we say that to ourselves, like we're determined or how can we do this differently? Yeah. Like you fell down. Maybe, yeah, That's okay. maybe option A didn't work. Let's try option B, right? Mm-hmm. If it's aligned mm-hmm. with that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. You can change your beliefs. So that's yes. really the point of our show today is that it is actually possible to, to challenge your beliefs and to change those beliefs. And we really dig into that in the neuro change method. And like I said, you know, going through that first time, it really makes you question what you're doing in life and how you've gotten as far as you have. And so I think that it's, you know, super beneficial. And, you know, if you want to know more about the program, we actually have a website. So you can reach out at www.tamaraandlindsaygoneuro.com or you can email us if you'd like more information at info at Dot com and it's down there below this little those of you listening to this can't obviously see it but um you know there's going to be a link if you want to jump on the waiting list um we're going to be starting end of july early august our first you know cohort running through this program and next week we're going to get into mindset which is also very deep and life changing oh i know each changing adds to the other so Thank you, everyone who's, you know, listening to our little mini series here. This is going to be fun. We're just getting started. So like you're just at you're just at the beginning of this life changing transformation. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited for people. Me too. Me too. I'm excited for us, too, as we continue to go through this again and again and again, because the truth is we're never done. No, you're never done. No. It's the journey. That's the journey and that's the awesomeness. It is. So we'll see everyone next week. Yay! Bye! Bye! Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. 
you know, after going through this program, Lindsay and I had chatted and just, you know, for both of our audiences, we felt that this was incredibly relevant because I know the NeuroChange method, uh, which is a program that I'm a practitioner for, a master practitioner for, it has really changed the way I think because this is all science-based evidence stuff, right? And we are going to be co-facilitating a group at the end of July, early August. And, you know, this has taken my recovery, I believe, to a whole new level because it's really helped me understand the science behind beliefs, uh, behind mindset, which is what we get into next week. And then we're going to be getting into emotional intelligence and the subconscious mind. So, this is really relevant to especially entrepreneurs because there are still those lingering limiting beliefs, right, that stick around every once in a while. And so we're going to be giving you actionable steps that you can use. And we have so much more cool stuff coming. Now, if you are interested in learning more about when we're going to be running that group training, you can email us at info at Tamar and Lindsay goneuro.com. I will make sure there is the uh, the email address for you in the show notes as well. But then you can find out some more information. But until then, stay tuned. We're going to have a new episode coming to you next week, same time, same place. And guys, until next week, stay safe. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.